Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning to you, everybody. Been warm at your place? Well, if you're in the western two-thirds of the state, it's been very warm at your place. I've been following these temperatures, and they're just they're just pizza-like. Good morning. Let's talk about gardening. Let's talk about the plants at your landscape and garden. Urban horticulture is my game, and we're here for almost an hour now to talk about uh, gardening. I can help you get through the summertime. We've done this before. We've had summers before in Texas. We've had really bad summers before. We don't know that this one's going to be really bad. Uh, We have had the blessings in many parts of the state of rain, so that's a good thing. Uh, We've had the non-blessings of a couple of bad tornadoes, and uh, I'm so sorry to have another one this week. So, hearts there for the folks in Matador, Little Matador, Uh, but uh, Texans rally around Texans, even out-of-staters rally around Texans, and thank you. Uh, And again, I'm going to say the same thing I did a week ago. When I'm seeing the videos, I notice how green things are. So at least there is rain, and that's a good thing. Let's talk about gardening. 888-256-1080. We are live here last Saturday in uh, June. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Jared Taylor is running the boards and and screening the calls. And we don't have a lot of people who just are weird who call. And uh, so it's not about saying, yeah, you're okay to go on the air. It's just to make sure that you know you're getting a gardening program and not some sports program or financial program. Because I'm not really good at answering those questions. My forte is gardening. I have been doing commercial gardening program, you know, where I do uh, ads for products and companies since 1978. And before that, I had seven plus years, seven and a half years with the, te- I called it Texas Agricultural Extension Service. It's now Texas AgriLife Extension uh, from Texas A&M. So since 1970, I've been answering questions for the gardeners of the great state of Texas. And before that, I taught for two years, and before that, I got two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State, and before that, I attended Texas A&M, and before that, I grew up in College Station. My mom and dad were both on faculty at A&M, so that's my background. What's yours? Let's talk gardening. 888-256-1080. That made it sound like I'm 180 years old. There are days I feel like that. In fact, I began uh, my, was it, eighth year of vertigo yesterday. Seven years ago yesterday, I got hit by migraine-associated vertigo. And uh, so I don't go near fluorescent lights, and I stay out of uh, loud noises and rapidly moving objects like cars going up alongside me. I don't do a lot of driving anymore. Let my wife handle that for us. But I love gardening, and as long as I'm stationary in a rather dark uh, room for broadcasting, I'm great. And uh, I love doing this. It's a wonderful hobby, and I still love gardening a great deal. So that I can do on my own terms. 888, let's do that more slowly. Maybe you missed that. There are three of them. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. What do you do at the end of June? What are the important things? Well, let's talk about a couple of them, and then we'll throw the phone lines open for things. Uh I'm seeing in lawns, when I was out looking around this week, gray leaf spot showing up already. Dang, that disease has only been around about 30 years that I have noticed, and it really makes a lawn look 
pitiful. I, the the lawn it's in my yard. Now, I have uh, I don't have a lot of Saint August. I don't have a lot of turf grass in my yard. My formal landscape. We live in the country, and we have a hillside that is um, uh, between us and the county road. And there is no real effort to keep that as as a lawn. It's just turf, and uh, the kids can play ball on it and such. Uh, but it's an acre, and I, there's no way I'm going to. But anyway, I had some St. Augustine that, that encroached and got into that, and it has not been fertilized in 20 years, and yet it has gray leaf spot. Give me a break. That's uh, the disease that gets worse if you put nitrogen on a lawn in June or July. So that's why you stay away from it with, uh, uh, with nitrogen. So don't fertilize from this point on if you have a history of gray leaf spot in your lawn. Gray leaf spot causes the uh, leaves to have um, diamond-shaped uh, spots. They're, they're kind of like saltwater taffy. They're, they're stretched. They're not perfect diamonds, but they're, they're brownish-gray lesions on the leaves. They're like a BB that has been stretched a little bit. And they make the lawn look like it's had uh, scalding water dropped on it from about 10 feet. And it's just burned looking. You'll see the, the spots and you'll realize that's gray leaf spot. And so stay away from that with nitrogen. And the fungicide, azoxystrobin. Sounds like a foreign word. And it, I guess it is. It's a, a product. You know, it's a... The, the chemical name of the thing. It's not organic. You can tell that. Azoxystrobin. Uh, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. Um, at the consumer level, it's available as Disease X out of the Scott's product line. For several years, three or four years now, they have had the rights to it in, in the consumer product line. And that's the same thing we've been using for take-all root rot in the spring. Now you can switch over to it for gray leaf spot and then in the fall for brown patch. It's a good turf fungicide. So that'll stop gray leaf spot if you see it in your lawn. Um, chinch bugs are going to start showing up, especially in South Texas now. They will make the lawn look very dry. There won't be spots on the leaves. There will be spots in the yard that will be many feet across. It'll just look dry. It'll be out in the hot, sunny area of your yard. You'll water it, and uh, and yet it won't rebound after you water the next morning. It'll still look dry. And that's when you go out around the edge of the dry area and you get down your hands and knees in the hot sun. I want to make this as miserable for you as I can. And you part the grass, kind of like looking for fleas on the back of a dog. And you look for, again, BB-sized insects that are black with white diamonds on their backs. And if you see those moving around briskly at the edge of the of the declining area, that's the chinch bugs. And some of them will be younger, and they'll be red, and they will not be any won't look anything like the, the adults. But if you see that, then um, merit is one of the common insecticides. There are several that are labeled for chinch bugs, and. Uh, so that's a very important treatment that you need to make because chinch bugs can kill big parts of St. Augustine lawns in about a week. So don't play around with that one. So look today. If you see an area that's very dry and you say, well, it rained last night, how can that, how can that still look dry with the folded up blades, etc.?
That's chinch bugs. All right, that should be enough to get us started. Hopefully we won't have any more St. Augustine diagnostics. Let's fill those phone lines right now. Folks, Jared is waiting for the phones. And that's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. My book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and it has photographs of each of the things I have just described to you in, in St. Augustine. It has photos of a lot of things because there are 840 of my photos in the book. And it might be the only gardening reference book you will need to be successful here in Texas. It was written for every county in the state of Texas. And uh, so from the Red River to the Rio Grande River, it will cover your gardening needs. 344 pages of high-quality paper. It's a hardback with 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics, the things you need to know to get started, things about climate and soils of Texas and rainfall. That's part of climate, I guess. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all your plants. And people tell me that one alone pays for the cost of the book, which, by the way, is only $36.95. That's a small price to pay for a quality book that will save your plants and will make your garden so much more successful. Then chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a month on each one of those chapters and a year on the book in all. And uh, you get all of that for just $36.95, and I'll sign your copy. Every copy of the book comes right out of my garage, my signing tables. And uh, I sign them and box them, and we take them to the post office. I, I take them usually on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and, um, and get them into the postal service, and there you go. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I chose not to go through a publishing house to keep the price as low as I could for you. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. Here are the two ways you can buy it. You call my office weekdays at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-G-R-O-W. Or you can go to my website right now. That's the better way. Go to neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Mueller Greenhouses. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller's all about. I am so proud to get to represent the Mueller people to you here on the air. This is a wonderful Texas-grown company that's more than 90 years old. And now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard, just like they've grown their company right here in Texas. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. And they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk-in doors, and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in, and at the same time, it'll protect your plants year-round. So don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse. You'll love it. You'll love it 12 months a year. Get it from a Texas-grown company. That's Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Give them a call. 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or stop by one of their many 36 locations across Texas. Better yet, 
Take a look online, MuellerInc.com. I'll be back with more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly Robinson there. Kelly and I have been friends a long time, 35, 40 years now, I guess, probably. Um, I want to... I want to clarify or go on a little bit on uh, turf grass maintenance uh, as we uh, as we fill up the phone lines. Again, 888-256-1080. Call right now. I'm live here on the last Saturday of, uh, of uh, June. 888-256-1080. I want to mention a couple of things on, uh, on lawn maintenance, on mowing, uh, that I think are very important and that uh, people are mistaken on or at least have different ideas on. Uh, I think mistaken. That's just my own opinion. Uh, you'll see the recommendation pretty often about raising the mowing height for your lawn to help it get through the hot weather. I think that's a mistake because my my opinion, my feeling, my statement has always been that tall grass becomes weak grass. As soon as you let the grass go, grow taller than the recommended mowing height, as soon as you let that happen, the grass begins to compete for light. You'll notice that the blades will grow upward vertically. They won't lay down flat like you want St. Augustine or Bermuda to grow, or even Zoysia. The blades will go up as they compete for light. Uh, you think about any other plants that you grow, and the same thing happens. They, they grow upward. And when they do that, then that exposes the, the soil to the light, and so the... Uh, uh, the, the ground will dry out faster, and that's bad for the uh, uh, grass and the soil. And weeds will get a start, and weeds compete for water and nutrients, and so that's bad. And your grass will begin to thin out. And so for all those reasons, I think it's better to keep the lawn at the recommended mowing height and mow it more frequently. There's the other key to this thing, is mow on five-day intervals or so, instead of seven or eight or ten day intervals and uh, that will that will serve you much better because it will keep the grass low and dense think about how dense bermuda grass is when you see it uh, growing uh, in a in a crack in an alley or in a, a roadway it's like a little uh, pin cushion and and that's what you really want. That's why they mow golf greens so short. They have a, a, a dwarf variety to start with, and they mow it very close. And uh, that's what you need to do in a home lawn. So that's that's just a, a word to live by. Okay, the phone number, if you'd like to call, we still have an open line at 888-256-1080. Let's begin with uh, Larry in the fine town of Claude. Larry, how may I help you this morning? Thanks for calling. Uh yeah, I'm, I really live in the country out of between Claude and Washburn. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I've got your book. It's a wonderful book. Thank but you. what I've got, I've got some pecan nut, uh, just in the nuts itself, and I'm wondering how I could grow some of them into a, a what container, something I could put them in to maybe start them as a seedlings and and grow a few of those. All right. Um... Well, they obviously will turn into pecan trees. You plant them and they'll grow. I don't know if they're still viable or if they're if they've been out of the, you know, off the tree too long. Ideally, you would plant them in the fall, just as they as nature would, as they as they fell. I don't know how you have stored them. If they've been hot all of this time, they they may still sprout. They may not. 
Um, it would be better if you could plant them right where you want them to grow. Pecans do develop a very strong taproot, and if you're going to try them in containers, you need to have a very uh, exaggerated pot that has has a very deep uh, soil uh, container, a, a very deep uh, root ball for them. Um, and I'd go ahead and plant them as soon as you can, uh, just so that so that they can get started because delay is not your friend on on planting pecans or acorns any any nut crop you do know that what you will get from them will not be the same as the as the mother tree you won't have the same pecan let's say you had a an improved variety let's just say you had uh, kiowa pecan or or uh, some other variety desirable pecan you will not get that back from the from the seedlings you know that right no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't come true from seed. Um, that one one poor guy back 150 years ago bought uh, river bottom land down in central Texas, um, and he bought it because he felt that those were the best pecans that he had ever seen anywhere. I'd have to go back to my uh, sesquicentennial calendar. I wrote it up then. Blueford Hancock helped me, but they did not come true from seed he learned a very bitter lesson paid dearly for the land and and tried hard with those pecans they have to be grafted so if you really by the time you end up growing a pecan tree and nurturing it and caring for it and spraying it and pruning it and waiting uh, a number of years for them to produce you're much better off to spend the 25 or 30 35 dollars to buy a grafted tree of a known variety that's really well adapted to your area and uh, and going with that uh, rather than well, planting them from seed. You'll have native pecans is what you'll have. Well, the only reason I was going to do this, someone gave me about uh, 20 pounds of pecans, and I don't have in my hands and can't crack them or anything anymore, and I was just thinking maybe I could plant them. But maybe well, that's out of the question. <laughs> well, no, you can plant them, and you'll have native pecans if you want native pecans, and then you'll have uh, a 1,000 pounds of pecans that you can't crack. <laughs> I'm in the same boat you're in. <laughs> I, but that'll I, take I, probably 10 or 12 years before they begin to produce, right? Well, and that's the other problem, Larry, is that you don't have any way to predict how long it will be until they first produce. Some uh, seedling pecans may produce after five or six years, and others may be 10 or 12 or 15 years. Okay. Um, that's that's the other problem with seedlings. You just You just don't know. Any fruit tree... Uh, needs to be grown asexually so that you have exactly what you uh, what you start with. There there are very few exceptions to that. Yeah, uh, Neil, listen, I have your book, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an excellent book on gardening and Thank and you. other uh, things. And I just recommend anybody that's listening. You're not paying me to say this. I, I, it is an excellent book, but I didn't find what I wanted there on on these pecans and someone give them to me and I've got quite a few of them. I just was wondering what I could do with them besides I had, like I said, I got neuropathy in my hands and can't hardly uh, do anything with them much anymore. And I couldn't crack them to eat them, but they're very, uh, they're very good pecans when I get one open. Hey, you have a blessed day, brother. And thank you very much. You are, you, any gardener that's got any sense would listen to you. Well, thank you. Very kind. Have a good day. Thank you for the call. Good luck with the hands. Thank you, sir. I have neuropathy in my feet, and I understand completely. I have a prescription for a medicine I'm afraid to try. I've had some adverse reactions, and so here we are. A couple of 
guys talking about their medical ales. All right, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Give me a call, won't you please? Let's talk gardening. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I'll tell you about Fertilome right now, tree and shrub food. Don't read around, uh, don't read. Yeah, right, it doesn't say that right here at all. Don't beat around the bush when it comes to fertilizing your trees and shrubs. They need uh, at least two, maybe more feedings per year. And uh, this would be a great time to apply Fertilome tree and shrub food. Get those plants growing well. It contains 19810 fertilizer and five minor elements as well. It's a unique formulation that creates a penetrating action that will do most of the rest of the work for you by moving the fertilizer down from the drip line into the feeder roots. That means no need for digging holes, and that's great news. This tree and shrub food is formulated for all types of trees and shrubs, including shade trees, fruit trees, nut trees, evergreen, citrus, even tropical trees, all kinds of shrubs. One of the great things about the makers of Fertilum, and I've always respected this, is that they are dedicated to supporting local retailers, independent retail garden centers and, and feed stores and hardware stores, independent, where you can go in and talk to the owner, the manager, and people from your city. All of their products, including tree and shrub food, can only be found in independently owned businesses. To find your closest dealer, go to Fertilome.com, F-E-R-T-I-L-O-M-E.com, and click on Find a Dealer. Their products are packaged in the green bag. It's Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food, and it'll keep your plants growing beautifully this summer. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Food. Ask for it by name. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for filling the phones up for me, folks. Thank you. You started slowly, but, boy, you picked up steam. Thank you. Let's go to Mary in Montague County. Mary, this is Neil. Good, uh, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I'm afraid I have a dumb question, and I'm going to embarrass myself on air. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, I have a giant pecan tree in the backyard. Mm -hmm. It's about two stories tall, honestly, and it had been even taller. A few years ago, it got hit by lightning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The top of it fell out, and the city people came over and moved it out of the the road, and and so they had wonderful (laughs) pecan for their barbecue. Now, with the big winds and things that we've had recently... I've noticed that the uh, base of the tree is beginning to split. Do I need to um, get one of those poles and and drill it through there and try to put some bolts on it to hold it together, or what do I do? How do I know that it's safe? That is not at all a dumb question. That's one of the most intuitive questions. Um, First of all, if that tree split in any particular direction, would it damage any any building or car, and is there any chance it would hurt anybody? Yes, it would hit several buildings, two buildings for sure. You would immediately need to have a certified arborist look at the tree and and make sure it is sound because it does not sound like it's at all sound. There There may be heartwood decay in the center of the tree. I have a large pecan 18 inches from our house, and we have one limb that looks like it's hanging a foot lower than it was two weeks ago. I will have uh, a certified arborist look at it within the next week or two. I'm, I'm very worried about it. It would come right down to my office. And they look at it every, uh, every six months anyway. 
and all mm-hmm. of our other trees. I don't know where you will find a certified arborist uh, who is in your area, but but a really good tree person, or at least a a, a good nursery person, would be a good idea. Um, okay. What happens in a lot of trees is there is decay in the center of the trunk that we don't mm-hmm. see until it's too late, and the tree becomes more and more and more hollow, and then it has no strength. Now, I'm not looking at your tree, so I can't really give you any good uh, advice to help you, but I would be worried that one side or the other would split away and, and take down any limbs with it. How big mm-hmm. is the trunk diameter? Um, three people can hug around it. It's three massive. Adults. Yeah. Yes, it's the biggest tree I know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, ours is about that. It's not that big, but it's really large, and it's right beside our house. I'm quite worried about it. Um, mm. So, if if a and and this is where you really do need a certified arborist or a forester, check with your county extension office. That's going to be uh, the the best thing uh, to to do uh, there in I guess in Bowie. Is that right? Yes. Uh huh. Probably where the extension office is. And well, actually, them, it's in Montague. I believe. It's in Montague. Okay. Is mm-hmm. the experiment station still open in Montague? Um, it may be. There's a gentleman that works there, and then a lady who's in the home ec and the food service thing. So okay. it may be. Well, ask ask them who would serve your your county in terms of uh, forestry and uh, uh, others. Texas Forest Service, Texas A&M Forest Service. Uh, now serves the whole state for for these grass fires too. So I I don't know what oh. what level of service they offer, but you need a you need a forester or a certified arborist. The the way you can look for a certified arborist that's a level of of uh, proof of knowledge is you mm-hmm. go to the International Society of Arboriculture. I'm about to wear you out on this call. I know. See this no, is not a bad question. International Society of Arboriculture ISA dot I think it's com. It may be org, and okay. on that on that website they have a, a, a find a certified arborist uh, fill in the blank with your zip code, mm. and and when you enter that it's going to show the closest one in twenty five miles, fifty miles. I just for grins at one point entered a small town like Wink or something to see how mm-hmm. far I'd have to go, and, and uh, it would tell you it might be 200 miles. The, the only problem is that you may find some people who, are not, who do not do consulting work. They may work for the uh, Texas Utilities or something of that sort, but it's worth a look there, too. Okay. But somebody needs to look at it on site and, and look at that crack and, and determine, because every tree is, is different in terms of lightning strikes. There were lightning strikes yesterday in Dallas Police Department, and those people oh walked away from it without any injury. And oh, my gosh. There are lightnings. They were at a training camp, a training facility, and there are lightning strikes where people are hurt badly or, or killed. And, and so it's, every tree is the same way. They're, they're very different. I've actually been struck by lightning when I was in high school at, at this very go. house. There yeah, you so. go. That's what I'm saying. Every every living being is affected differently, and, and so you can't tell on a tree by without being there to look at it. Do you know how much they cost? I know you can't give me an exact amount, but like, is it $50 to come out, 300 to come out, a couple of thousand? I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, know, Mary. And it might be that, that you could get a start by showing them photos. And laying them look okay. at it that way, what would it 
cost me to have you come look, and they might be able to say, Mary, that tree, I can tell you right now, can't be saved, or it, it looks like it's in better shape than, than uh, it sounds, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a major deal or, or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wish I could offer better help. No, that's just, a good It's start. so vague. It's just so. It's like you calling the doctor right after you got struck by lightning. Uh-huh. Until they see you and can put you through some basic tests, they don't know. Well, thank you so much for your help. This tree has been here forever, and I love it, and it's had great pecans all these sure. years, so I would be sad to have it cut, but I don't I want understand. it to hurt anybody. Well, if it if it does get cut, make some dry the wood and make something nice out of it, really, for your family. Oh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good luck with it. Thank you. All Take right. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. Our son has a little dog in the house. Sounds like calling Todd. Um, Barbara in Brenham, Gary in Bryan, and uh, Ward in Brenham, I, I can help you. Let me not get myself too far behind so I'm going to take a break right now, and, and don't give up on me, please. I'll try to be quicker. Uh, I'll do a quick ad for my book. It's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It is available only by calling my office or by going to my website. I will promise you that this book will help you in your gardening endeavors. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening, from fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening to lawns and landscapes, every bit of it for every county in Texas and southern Oklahoma, I'll add. And uh, if you're not satisfied, I'll pay back every penny you have spent. 79,000 copies sold and not one request for a refund. So those are pretty good odds for you. 840 photographs, 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts. Take a look at it. And it's sold on approval. I think that's the best way to phrase it. It uh, the, the ways you can get it, it'll be a signed copy. I sign every one. And the ways you get it. You, uh, you call my office or you go to my website. The office phone number, weekdays, business hours, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now while you're thinking of it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We go back to the phone lines to Barbara in Brenham. Barbara, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, how are Hi. you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, well, I was calling in reference to a call earlier about the, the guy that had the pecans and wanted to plant them. Um, you can actually plant them and get seedlings and get them going, and before they're mature trees, you can get them grafted by... Um, well, it doesn't have to be a certified grafter, but somebody that knows what they're doing and graft the type of pecan on there that you that no, you I'm, want. Yeah, I'm I'm aware. Oh, okay. I mean, my brother does that, but he suggests that you you know buy the nursery trees to get the best tree, you know, and then get get that certain kind grafted onto it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm aware of that, and there also are fact sheets from A and M if you want to learn how to do it yourself. A lot of people enjoy the. Uh, pleasure of doing that but i don't think that gentleman if he's having trouble with his hands would want to go to that trouble uh, well i would is, think he'd probably he hired somebody to do it yeah probably so although he uh, sounded like he was not close to any but you're right that's fine well he'll he'll do oh. that and i appreciate your comment oh okay well thank yeah. you i enjoy your you, program thank you, you so betcha. much 
Thank you, Barbara, right. very, very much. You bet. Take care. All right, let's go to Gary and Brian. Gary, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. I've got uh, in my yard old tree, old post oak tree that got once again got hit by lightning and and, mm. and died, and some smaller ones have come up, and they're very close together. Uh, say, there's a couple of them that are like within 18 inches of each other, and then another set, another one that's probably eight feet from that group, those two, and then another one that's eight feet from them, and another one that's probably 12 feet. I just weren't. They've all got kind of big enough to where to take them out and transplant them would mm. probably leave so many big holes in the yard. I don't, I just weren't. How how close can they be to survive? And you know, how tall, are, how tall are they now? Oh, they're getting to be worms, probably about uh, three to four feet. Okay, and they're all they're all in that neighborhood. I grew up in Brazos County and and spent a lot of time with my dad, who was in the Range and Forestry Department. They were together at that point. Uh, out around Easterwood Airport and uh, in the woods out there, and and there are post oaks that are side by side by side out there. They they can handle that if you want to let them. They don't need to be. It would be better if you could thin them out uh, so that they're uh, fifteen or twenty feet apart at a minimum. Okay, I just didn't know how I how would that not- would affect their. Their limbs, you know, they're going to have real short limbs, or they just kind of... No, they'll, kinda, they'll, kinda they'll develop better if they're spaced far. Each other. far they, they will develop better into better-shaped trees if you space them farther apart. They will have very short limbs, and they'll be misshapen if you if you leave them close together. Individually, they'll be misshapen. They'll still grow into attractive trees if you leave them crammed together, but... But ideally, I think I would thin them out. I would not go to the trouble of trying to transplant them. They do not transplant easily or well. So I would I would just uh, thin them out and I, keep the ones that look best. Kind of hated to kill any of them in case one of them dies. <laughs> and I'd, least, well, I'd at least have something left. It would be nice to have at least one of them survive. I understand, I understand that, but that's the chance you take. And if you leave, uh, if you leave two close together, uh, we'll say... Uh, two or three feet apart and they grow for 20 years and one of them dies then you have this this strange looking thing that is completely flat-sided and so i think it's better to personally you ask my opinion all i can offer is i think Uh, it would be better to to take them out now rather than waiting uh, until later but anyway that's what i would do i would thin them out they're they're pretty close together Say, appreciate your call, Gary, very much. Good luck with them. My post are just. Can I ask you one more thing, real quick? Well, yeah, I, uh, make it really, really fast, if you will, please. Okay, I've, we've got a another huge post oak tree work. Uh, we've got a gate that cattle come through, and they've kind of worn it, worn that area down. Okay. Um, can I put some some dirt back in there to kind of? Fill in where they worn down without killing that tree. I'd be really, really cautious. If you're covering any more than ten percent of the root area, I would be really cautious doing it. If you're putting more than an inch or an inch and a half of soil, I'd be really cautious doing it. They don't want any human involvement. Uh, they're probably not too. Even though there was dirt there originally. 
Well, you ask my opinion, and you keep you and keep going back to your opinion. To, so to I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. You do whatever you'd like to do, but post oaks do not like us, and they don't want us doing things around them. I must run. I really appreciate okay. your call. I appreciate I'd be careful. Be careful. They just don't want us doing anything. Folks, let me tell you about my electronic newsletter. This is the all-time short ad for eGardens. Please go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. Go to neilsperry.com. Warden Brennan, by the way, I'm coming to you. I'm trying to get to you. That's why I've been moving fast. Uh, eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. Uh, you sign up for it at my website. You can see a sample of it at my website. Go to neilsperry.com. It's weekly, and uh, it is free. There are no obligations. You can unsubscribe at any time. Go to n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Click on eGardens. Look at it. I'd love to have you sign up for it, please. eGardens at neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. You hear a lot of people saying this, this or that, made in America. Well, let me tell you about something that's been made in America for more than 90 years, and that's Mueller things, Mueller buildings, Mueller greenhouses, Mueller roofs, made in America for more than 90 years, made right here by people who care about quality of materials, care about workmanship, care about service to their communities, whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, a shed, a greenhouse, Mueller means quality. Mueller has uh, four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA and 36 branches for sales and service. Two more are coming soon. There's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families, ordinary hardworking people who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. If you've been making something for more than 90 years, you're doing things right, 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 right. Visit Mueller, Inc., M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. 877-268-3553. Better yet, go to MuellerInc.com. Mueller made in America and made to last. More after this message. All right, Kelly, we go to Ward in Brenham now as we wrap up the program. Ward, how can I help you this and, morning? Good morning. Okay, good morning, and hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you. Uh, I have a problem with, uh, I think the, the right pronunciation of the grass would be nut grass. Okay, nut sedge, yes, sir, it's a sedge. Is it is it hard to get rid of, or is, uh, where, where is uh, it growing? What it, what, it's growing in the in my uh, my yard. I lost a little uh, area of my of my grass last year through the hot summer, and uh, I've got it sprigged and it's growing good. But I, but my nut grass is growing better. All right. Uh, if it's in turf in a lawn, then I I can help you a lot more easily than I can other places. Uh, yeah, that's are, where it is. There are, yes. there, yeah, there are two products that will control. It's it's a sedge, not a not a grass. Uh, uh-huh. And so you'll hear me say nut sedge. There are two products okay. that will control nut sedge uh, without killing the grass. One of them is more for commercial uh, people, and that is called sedge hammer like sledgehammer without the L, sledgehammer. The other one that is more a consumer product is image. If you go into a garden center or a hardware store or a feed store and you tell them, I want the original image, the original image for nut sedge, 
you need to make sure that you get the original product that was brought into the market strictly for nuts edge control. It was a very successful product, and the company broadened it by putting other active ingredients into it, and you don't want those. You want the original image because it is only for control of nuts edge, and it won't hurt other plants. It, it will. Okay, it will, great. Yeah, and, that's, and read and follow mm-hmm. label directions. You apply it twice, 30 days apart. You water it in very heavily. That's unusual for a weed killer, and uh, and the nuts edge will disappear. It has to be applied during the summer. Got to run. Thanks for calling, Ward. Happy gardening, everybody.